0: From the blue-green waters of Claytor Lake to the hiking trails of the NRV, AM HodgePodge is on the air.
1: Here are your hosts, Keith Wellens and Mark Tapp. New River Valley. This is Mark Tapp with Keith Welton's, and you're listening to AM Hodgepodge. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You tired of winter yet?
0: I'm, actually, I'm not. the The last the, the I, I did make the comment uh, to the kids earlier in the week when I was getting out to the car. I said, my one problem I don't like is I don't like having to go out and warm the car up for the windows. Yeah.
1: Have you? So when I was young and went out. You know, 16 to mm-hmm. in my 20s and I went out to the car and there was ice on it. You scraped it. I'd scrape it. The scrapers and don't work anymore. I know. What's the deal with that?
0: I, yeah, so I'm not sure if it's the scrapers or if it's an additional coating on the windows. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's the scrapers. But yeah, none of them work. I mean, that's what scraper. my wife, she always says the same thing. So what you're done is- so You, you got to go,
1: go puff. Yeah, you gotta, you're stuck with just you starting your car and then running right back in the that's house. It's actually illegal in Denver. Colorado, because that's the uh, results in a lot of car theft. Oh, oh yeah, just starting it and leaving yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, no, I believe
0: that. <laughs> I believe it because cars are stolen without that.
1: I know. Yeah. It's an invitation. Yeah, what, what always surprises me now on my truck, I can't do anything about it. I start it and the, the running lights come on. Right. Um, but. What always kind of su- surprises me is when somebody starts their car up, leaves it out there, and turns their lights on. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like an invitation. Yeah. I always try to hide it a little bit. Well, the lights turn on them, the newer vehicles automatically. Newer ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Well, good
0: morning. This is Keith Weltons, and that is Mark Tapp, and you are listening to AM HodgePodge. As we say, this is show four and about New River Valley and beyond. Uh, we bring in guests. We do have a guest today. He doesn't seem like he's going to be a very good <laughs> Is that true? You think you're gonna be okay? I think you'll be good. Yeah. I think I'll be okay. Uh, I yeah. hope so. I I'm gonna, gonna do my best. I think it's gonna be okay. We we we're having some uh, pretty cool conversations uh, off the air already. So I said, you got we gotta be quiet. We'll forget. Get them on here. So we'll do that. Our first segment, we usually talk about sports and beer and beer and sports. So we'll do a little bit of that, and then uh, we'll go into a little interview, and then uh, we'll end the show. It's important to remember. Got a Facebook. So you can see pictures of our guests and articles and stuff like that. And if you've ever missed a show, have no fear. Mark will give you the same thing every week with his beard news. Is true
1: or false? No, that's that's false. That's false. I give, I give new news all the time. That's Sometimes right. it's harder to get. I, I almost said today. I just I'm just going to read all the headlines. Yeah. Because uh, um, there wasn't a lot of really. Pertinent news, nothing terribly. No, it's too, too big, too, too early in the beginning of
0: the year. Yeah. I do have a couple of trends that I read about the other night, but in all sincerity, you can find our episodes either way. I go into amhodgepodge.com or Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get it. There's plenty of episodes there.
1: Do you remember the name Carmen Duran? Mm. I know the name Karma. Karma or Carmen? Car- Carmen. Mm Carmen Duran it was, we did a story on her it would have been back in 2001 or uh sorry 21 2021 okay um she passed away okay at 102 years old. <gasps> is this
0: the woman that ordered the uh, truck or trailer of Bud Light or Miller Light or something like that? No, or she drank one she drank, every day. She
1: drank, drank beer every day. Yeah, yeah okay. Drank her, one every day. That was her secret. Yeah. And she was pretty popular. So, uh, apparently, because yeah, she drank every day. It's <laughs> yeah, easy to be popular. <laughs> she had a lot of friends. Yeah. Uh, Everyone likes her, me. her and her granddaughter, who is her namesake, mm-hmm. um, started going to to breweries together, yeah. and they would post their visits on Instagram. And so they had several I – th- I think they had a 1,000-plus followers. Okay, now, I don't know that that's a ton on Instagram, but for a 102-year-old woman, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, she passed away, and her granddaughter wanted to do something to sort of be a tribute to her. Okay. And so she started the Hoppy Grandma Scholarship Fund. Okay and uh now this fund is focused on uh brewers it's actually available for brewers she said that getting the money was actually not that hard but mm. setting up the fund setting it up so that it was legal sure. was a real pain uh but it's it is finally set up and they're they're accepting their first uh applicants you have to be a brewer in the mountain states regions okay uh, and you and you apply by sending in. Uh, when you say mountain states, that's the Rocky Mountain states: be Colorado, Utah, yeah, yeah, Wyoming, yeah, yeah, and New Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She actually lived in New Mexico. Right. Um, it's a three thousand dollars scholarship that goes uh, annually to the winner, and uh, they they want to know. You know, you fill out the application, send in a a a, um, uh, a little bit about yourself. Mm-hmm. What what is it about beer that kind of get you going in the every day and and that kind of thing yeah uh, it was her way to to you know give her a little tribute to her grandma and give something back to the brewing world yeah yeah i know
0: that i will say uh those sorts of things you know we're in our office and we'll hear periodically you know there's a there's a fund for this there's a fund for that uh, whether sometimes it's government or it's uh, done. So we hear like the actors fund. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it's for people who work in that particular industry and everything else. Once again, if an actor doesn't work, well, then neither does the sound crew or the writer or, or yeah. whatever does. Of course, they make significantly less in most cases than the actors do. Um, this goes back to beer news. There's two trends kind of starting as of October of last year. Uh, beyond the fact that there were more, the the, the number of tap room visits, or and that was uh, recorded by check ins mm-hmm. on the beer apps like Untappd and yeah. stuff like this, um, they were back to the 2019 numbers pre COVID. Correct, uh, la- uh, last year. Yeah. So. Um, the thought is okay. Well, that means more people are going back to the tap room, and they want to have that tap room or togetherness experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, it showed itself in brewery numbers. The difference is is that your the two two um, uh, trends uh, really since October has been the number of breweries that are filing for bankruptcy or just closing their doors. So a lot of the smaller ones, even though they had a higher number of people, uh, they're going. And some of that is due to uh, um, they have loans, and they can't make the yeah. additional interest payments. Yeah. I mean, you take a 4% loan, it goes to eight, and you have $200,000 in debt. It goes from $8,000 a year in interest to 16000 plus you've got, the higher cost of your ingredients, utilities, and then your labor force.
1: So at some point,
0: it's like, well, it just spirals. It spirals out of control. Yeah.
1: A lot of that is uh, – and this ha- this happens in any business. When you sort of get started, you, you may have a pile of capital that mm-hmm. you can sort of draw from. And then you, when you go through a period like the pandemic where your revenues are down but your expenses are the same, right? Uh, you draw that – Put- Down to a place where it's you—you you just no longer can feed a, a fl- sort of fledging. Correct business, yeah. So that the this, the the
0: the trend since October is really now you're starting to see removal of some breweries and mm. and you know people talk about this all the time. Sometimes it's good yeah. because to have a refresh, and then the others will say, well, it's a longer trend. That'll all be determined. Yeah. It'll all be determined. Typically, when you find an economic downturn, you have new businesses op- open simply because people are no longer employed where they, where they once were. Were, and mm-hmm. so I think what you'll find is that a lot of these breweries, in some shape or form, may very well open back up. So that was one trend. The second trend is the move to two types of beers. And one is where it's a beer that uh, also includes something like a vodka or a tequila. Now, about four or five years ago, we we tasted one of them. And I, I think it was the El Guapo or mm-hmm. something like that. And it had like the... Um, uh, tequila, yeah. kind of in it. That trend is clearly pushing. Yeah. So there was an increase in those sales uh, in the uh, beer world about three hundred and seventy percent. It was a small, but it's a but it's a big increase. Very similar to how the um, uh, seltzer kind of yep. took over. Yep. The second trend is something called cold IPAs, and I'm not sure if you've heard that term or if you've seen one, or if you've tried one. Have you heard that? I
1: think I have. I go go on and explain it, and then I'll... Yeah, so, well, cold IPA, it's just that because of the yeast
0: that you'll use, which is a pilsner Mm -hmm. or lagered yeast, you can
1: then ferment that beer at a colder temperature. So, I haven't heard that. So, are you saying that... uh... Are you doing a lager fermentation on an IPA then?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, but you've got to switch
0: over from an ale, which would not be an IPA, yep. to a lagered or a pilsner hmm. yeast, and then you can do it at a colder temperature. The net result is is that it gives you the feeling of a lagered, which is typically higher carbonated. Uh, it's a little bit lighter to the tongue. Less malty. Less malty. However, it gives you the uh, higher alcohol, which is known for the IPA, yeah. and it gives you the hot profile. Mm-hmm. So, by removing the malt, you get crisper uh, IPAs, and some of that has been done through necessity because the um, IPA component does, in fact, use match you know particular strains, and most breweries are actually ales yeah. so as costs became more expensive but it started out west and has now started to move throughout the united states and i haven't seen one on a shelf but sounds actually pretty good to me as far as you know if if i had to take my
1: two sounds like a heineken it does it does it does
0: <laughs> but but
1: i'll be curious to try it it's sharper it on the smell too by the way yeah, yeah, I can see that. It's going to be more expensive for so smaller breweries aren't going to be able to no. do a lot of that. No, not. because you got to have that. Is it a, a cold jacket or what do they call it? Yeah, it has uh, to be. Um, you have to you have to ha- hold your fermenter to a lower temperature, and that requires. Yeah. Is it glycol? It's, you have to have a glycol,
0: yeah. So it's a glycol system that is just, uh, it runs through, and it's usually an interior, so you've got an exterior, a stainless, and then you have, a, a, a jet, to your point, a jacket in between there, and it runs. Now, the breweries that are trying to run off of smaller systems, and they do more turns, yeah. they typically have a glycol system in there because it's the only way to get the beer out quicker. Those that have much larger systems, let's say large being seven and up, they don't necessarily always have the glycol system on every fermenter. They might have it on one because the seven barrel system, they can wait two or three more days for it. To ferment mm-hmm. because they can go ahead and get seven barrels out versus two or right. one or right. three. So yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see how how they can do it. But that trend, if you do see one, just do us a favor and find one and go ahead and let's bring it in. All right, well, okay, that sounds good. All right, ball over beer. It's time. Oh, it says ball over beer. Yeah, okay. I always find that interesting. I can hear the music, but I can never hear the word ball over beer. That. I don't know why that would be. Okay, I do. I think I think you're hiding it. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're going to go ahead and bring in our guest. So in 2007 this individual was he was German. He's NBA. We're going to give Try to get still our,
1: talking about our guest?
0: Or? No, our guest is going to come in here. <laughs> I'm not German. All right, figured this <laughs> much. All
1: right, but in 2007,
0: we have to kind of figure out something yeah. here. Right. In 2007, this was the first European player to be named the MV, NBA Finals MVP when his team swept the Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA Finals. He played for the Dallas Mavericks. Do you know who that was? Devin- uh, uh, Dirk. Dirk. Dirk Nowinski. Nowinski. Okay, He said he didn't watch sports. Correct. Well, he can remember back then <laughs> when he did have time to watch sports. All right, so that was Dirk Nowinski. Okay, so I'm saying that because if we look at sports outside of the United States, and we look at UK, Germany, and China, so these are U.S.-played sports, and we look at the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and soccer, one of those sports won of those sports has more fans per population percentage in every single country outside of the United States versus the U.S. Would you guess which one that would be? Would it be football, baseball, NBA, or soccer? Soccer. That's correct. That's correct. It's soccer, okay? And it's stark at how much different it is. So as an example, in the U.S., it's about 12 or 13%. It's nearly 30% of the U.K. is watching U.S. soccer.
1: Okay. That surprised me a little bit. Well a lot, players, a lot of their players.
0: A lot of their players. Ah, see, yeah. a lot of their players are coming here yeah. because there's not enough club teams yeah. on the island. So you get that. All right. One other sport, only one other sport in the US, played in the US, has more foreign watchers as a percentage. Which one is it? NFL, NBA, baseball, and what country? I would say the NBA. Okay. And, and you can guess different. I, like, I would say the NBA, and I would say the country would be China. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's doubly I, I, correct. Yep.
0: Okay. Yep. That is doubly correct. So awesome. now you guys are are, are yeah. you're both on the yeah. same page? All right. So now here's the really hard one. Okay. I'm going to give you these sports: NFL, NBA, NASCAR, NHL, baseball, and soccer. I just need to tell you to tell me if they have more Democrats watching it are more favorable ratings by Democrat or more favorable ratings by Republicans. Okay. That's all I need to know. All right. okay. okay? NFL. Democrat. Republican. It is Democrat. NBA. Democrat. Yeah, Democrat. That is correct. Mm-hmm. NASCAR. Republican. Yeah, definitely. NHL. Republican. Uh, I'm gonna go with Democrat. It is Republican barely. That's a nail biter there. How it's about fights? How about that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? How about baseball? <laughs> Democrat. Democrat. I guess it is Republican. So here's your tiebreaker. Huh. Here's your tiebreaker. Huh. Soccer, Major League Soccer, U.S. Soccer, which has a more favorable. Republican I'm or Democrat. Go Democrat on there? Yeah, it is Democrat. All right, congratulations, Mark didn't win, but you didn't lose either. <laughs> yeah, That is, that is only one of those sports has a negative uh, connotation for per fan base, and that's an uh, NFL. And I think that a lot of that may very well change because that was a pretty big deal when we saw the the country, I think, ra- uh, gathering around you know a fallen player and potentially that that player i mean i haven't done enough research but from everything i've heard the player was a really well liked and a big part of their community and when you start to to, to see things like that it can kind of help reset someone's meat uh frame of mind it does. to a particular sport. It really does. yeah what in in particular what i like to see is I, I did like to see that most everybody came came around and uh and it seemed like prayer entered, knee, entered, yeah. entered on the field a little bit. And that, that was that was, that was uh, encouraging to see. Yeah, it's fun. It, yeah, so. it really starts to put maybe the importance mm-hmm. back in, what it is that you're doing. Makes it, you think about life a little bit differently. It does. You know? it does. how precious it is and how it can easily be taken away. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And, and how, how much we actually do have in common uh, once we kind of get down to the nuts and bolts there. I think that's a pretty good place to stop. We'll go ahead and when we come back in, we'll bring in our guests and we'll talk about some of those issues and uh, see where the conversation goes. Everybody stick with us. You're listening
1: to AM HodgePodge.